0: Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Chuck of Tech, your guide to all things tech, the podcast where we talk about Razer's gaming watch and the official Xbox nail polish. So, without further ado, this is your host, Sina Azam, and let's get started. Um, CES has a lot of stuff in store for us, so this is probably going to be the longest episode for the whole year. I mean, until next CES, I suppose. So, buckle up your seatbelt and enjoy the show. So first things first samsung with the samsung galaxy s21 fe long awaited, long leaked so it's official it has a 6.4 inch amoled 120 hz display it's powered by the qualcomm snapdragon 888 it has a 4,500mAh battery with fast charging of uh, with fast charging up to 25 watts for storage you can go from 128 to 256 gigs of storage um six to eight gigs of ram Three, can- three cameras on the back, a 12 megapixel main camera, a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera, and an 8 megapixel telephoto camera. On the front, you have a 32 megapixel selfie camera. It comes in white, olive, lavender, and graphite and starts at 700 US dollars. Next up, we have Freestyle, a new tiny projector from Samsung. So for $900, you get a tiny TP projector that ranges from 30 to 100 inches. Of course, it features built in speakers and microphones if you want to call Alexa or even God forbid Bixby. It comes with a USB C port for charging and an HDMI port, along with touch controls for the power and volume and something else, I assume. And pre order starts right now for the US while other markets are coming soon. And of course, Samsung has talked about TVs with a new technology called QD OLED or Quantum Dot OLED. Basically what that does is the TV only outputs blue lights, but uses filters for red, green, and blue to either scatter the lights or change the frequency from blue to uh, red, for example, or purple. This can help uh, TVs achieve both the pitch-perfect black from OLED and the high brightness from LCDs of course along with that a new visual upgrade for tizen on tvs which includes uh all-in-one user interface um combining content from all of your favorite streaming services and nfts yes uh, samsung has announced that they'll be adding an nft marketplace into tvs in tizen i don't think there's a need for people to buy nfts uh, from tvs and you can view them but why buy them But on to more eco-friendly solutions, TV remotes, specifically the eco-remote, which still has a solar panel from last year, but now can charge the battery using the radio waves from your Wi-Fi router. Of course, you can still charge it with a USB-C cable, but now you don't need to charge it at all oh and another big announcement from samsung is game streaming uh they have collaborated with google and nvidia to bring uh google stadia and nvidia geforce now respectively onto uh samsung tvs as apps so just connect a controller and bam you'll be able to play uno just like that what is interesting is the fact that xbox game pass isn't in there which is weird because in my opinion they have the best value So you're not subscribing for higher resolutions or some free games, no, you're subscribing for, of course, the ability to stream from the cloud, but also, like, over 400 games. Not to mention, they have the biggest install base compared to Stadia and GeForce Now. Why didn't they put it in Samsung TVs? I have no idea. Of course, Samsung have uh, shown a lot of new TVs, including the Samsung Odyssey Arc, a 55-inch 4K 16x9 monitor that can be turned on its side. Samsung has used an example of putting three windows on top of each other while the monitor is vertical, and it's still curved. They've also upgraded some of the high refresh rates on some of their high-end TVs, going from 120Hz to 144Hz using amd's freesync premium pro all hdmi ports uh, will be using hdmi 2.1 and support 4k 120 hertz and to end uh, samsung's uh, section off on a weird note let's talk about their c lab announcements the earbuds they're basically earbuds but they track ear humidity once put back in the case it provides uh, a reading of how humid your ears are and can even clear your ear by releasing light and heat to dehumidify your ear canal. InnoVision, it's an app designed to help monitor eye development in infants and can even monitor symptoms of uh, strabismus which is an eye misalignment. Printker Korea Inc, a mobile app and a device that helps you create a temporary tattoo by just uploading the photo from your phone. PetNow, A biometrics app from your phone uh, that lets you use your dog's nose print to identify them. And finally, Tuning, which is basically just an AI cartoon creator. So that was a pretty nice CES for Samsung. But let's continue. We still have a lot to talk about. Next up, let's talk Vivo, who just announced a phone that changes its color depending on sunlight. Let's just go through the specs first, then we'll talk about the colors later. So, the Vivo 23 and the 23 Pro. The Vivo 23 has a 6.44-inch 90Hz AMOLED display, inspired by the main Dimensity 925 g It has a 4200mAh battery with fast charging up to 44 watts. For storage, you can go from 128 to 256GB, uh, 8 to 12GB of RAM, 3 cameras on the back, a 64 megapixel main camera, an 8 megapixel ultrawide camera, and a 2 megapixel micro camera. On the front, you have a 50 megapixel main camera, and an 8 megapixel ultrawide camera. Huh. Uh, it comes, uh, of course colors we'll talk about later, and starts at around $400. And then the Pro is pretty much the same thing except it's now a bit bigger with a 6.56 inch 90Hz sound display. Uh, It's a bit more powerful with the MediaTek Dimensity 1200. It now has a 108 megapixel main camera and starts at around 500 US dollars. So, the colors. Uh, Both phones have what Vivo calls Fluorite AG Glass, which can change color when exposed to direct sunlight for up to 5 or 6 minutes. But then they also have the Vivo IQOO 9 and 9 Pro. Let's start with the IQOO 9, which has a 6.0. 0.78 A 0.78 inch 120 Hertz AMOLED display It's powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 it has a 4700mAh battery with fast charging up to 120 watts oh wow um, for storage 128 to 512 gigs of UFS 3.1 storage 8 to 12 gigs of RAM three cameras on the back a 15 megapixel main camera a 12 megapixel telephoto camera and a 13 megapixel ultrawide camera on the front, you have a 16 megapixel selfie camera, it comes in white, orange and black and starts at around 560 euros or y- you could say 600-650 dollars. Then the Pro doesn't have much improvement, but it does feature uh, the LTPO uh, display technology and has upgraded uh, the telephoto and ultrawide cameras uh, to 16 and 50 megapixels respectively and now starts at around 700 euros or around 900 dollars and of course xiaomi just had to get in there in just in time for ces with the xiaomi 11i and 11i hypercharge now that hypes me up okay so uh the xiaomi 11i has a 6.67 inch amoled 120hz display it's powered by the Mi Dimensity 920 it has a 5160mAh battery, with fast charging up to 67W. For storage, you can go from 128 to 256GB of UFS 2.2 storage, 6 to 8GB of RAM, 3 cameras on the back, a 108MP main camera, an 8MP ultrawide camera, and a 2MP macro camera. On the front, you have a 60MP selfie camera. It comes in camo green, stealth black, purple mist, and pacific pearl, and starts at around 300 euros. But then the hypercharge, on the other hand, is basically the exact same thing, except now it it charges faster, with fast charging up to 120 watts. It starts at 300 euros. And, of course, a big topic, OnePlus, with the OnePlus 10 lineup. OnePlus has officially announced and revealed the design and specs of the OnePlus 10 Pro, officially. The leaks were 100% true. It's the exact same design as almost everyone thought. So, basically, how can I describe this? So, you know how uh, the S21, uh, especially the Ultra, it has uh, a specific camera cutout that blends into the side rims? Yeah, that. But somehow, they they try to morph it to make it look unique to OnePlus. But honestly, they just made it look worse. So you can imagine um, the camera cut out as a sort of strip. As of course, it does blend in uh, to the side rims, just like the S21 lineup. Uh, and it stops at around halfway or two-thirds in. It houses, of course, the three cameras, which we will talk about, and the flashlight. But then you just sort of realize that the lenses are really big, especially the flashlight. It's bigger than it really should be. But then when it comes to the front, of course, it's the same thing. Thin bezels, small hole punch cutouts at the top left. And now to get into the specs, which honestly isn't surprising at all. It has a 6.7 inch LTPO AMOLED 120Hz display. It's powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. It has a 5000mAh battery with fast charging up to 80W. For storage 128 to 256 gigs of ufs 3.1 storage 8 to 12 gigs of ram three cameras on the back a 48 megapixel main camera an 8 megapixel telephoto camera and a 50 megapixel ultra white camera on the front you have a 32 megapixel selfie camera it comes in two colors i'm not sure of their exact names but it's sort of grayish black and i want to say green it's a lighter version of, I believe it was the iPhone 11 screen, and of course, price isn't available yet. Um, the official announcement and reveal of everything this phone offers will be um, in next week, actually, January 11th. Honestly, I hope OnePlus just figures this situation out. Uh, their phones are well, good on all. No one cares about them as much. I remember when the OnePlus 7 and the 7 Pro came out. That was the true flagship killer, but now they are the flagship so i just kind of miss the old one plus and of course the whole oxygen os situation doesn't help either so we'll see january 11th we We'll see i hope i hope this fun is a really good improvement actually and we close actually not, we don't close the book this time around so i'm trying this new thing where i would post a segment of what's happened in ces every day until we get to the end which is hopefully before the next episode is supposed to drop i know I also wanted to talk about all of the topics in one episode, but that would be just way too long. We still have the 3090 Ti, or Ti, to talk about. The new AMD chips, the 20 new Intel CPUs, the huge number of laptops to talk about. So yeah, hopefully this thing could last at least three episodes. So, this is part one of the CES First week of January, special edition of check your guide to all things tech. Hopefully, part two comes out tomorrow and part three, the day after. As always, this is Isina Azam, um, signing off. See you tomorrow.